Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race. I'm Coach Terry Wilson, and with each episode, I bring stories of athletes to you that share their experiences at races in order for you to learn how to have your perfect race. We will hear stories from athletes of all ages, abilities, and races of all distances. So regardless of where you fit in, there's something in there for you. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the pursuit begin. Thing is, like, I was under eating 
165 pounds and how many calories are you trying to get a day? We ask, I know you're training like 20, 25 hours a week. Yeah, yeah, so we train, you know, I have anywhere from four to 5,000 calories a day. Time, what are you eating? Yeah, a lot of sweet potatoes, rice, uh, chicken, a lot of oatmeal, grits. Yep, grits are good. Um, and just a lot of, yeah. just a lot of, yep. <laughs> You know, are you also eating a lot of protein, like just chicken and salmon as well, or what's that all? Yeah, and so drink a good healthy mix of protein, typically wheat, lean red meats, um, you know, beef, bison, uh, chicken is pretty, pretty big staple, turkey, uh, eggs, eat a fair amount of eggs. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sitting here trying to think, like, I know my grocery bill is already about 120, 130 bucks for just the two of me and Anne-Marie. Is that the same for y'all, or just like you know, or? Yeah, it's, uh, I've been joke with uh, some coworkers and friends. Our grocery bill is as much as our mortgage, so. <laughs> per month, yeah. It's pretty intense, yeah, so Costco is our friend. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I know we've talked, you've been on the show a few times, I don't want to really dive into that rabbit hole of the nutrition guys. I know there was a big fluctuation between what you did at Texas and now, so. Yeah. Now going into Louisville, you train 20 to 25 hours a week, six days spent on 125 on bike ride, 22 mile ride. Um, this is a big race of the year, but not really because you had like Placid as well. Yeah. What happened at like Placid, man? Yeah, so we decided to do Louisville after um, after kind of a, a follow up at Lake Placid. So I was trying to qualify for calling that Lake Placid, obviously. And, um, you know, I had a great swim. I had a really great bike. Uh, everything was going well in the marathon until about mile 18 or 19. Um, so it ended up being really hot on that day, um, hotter than the forecast called for. And so I got behind on salt, which I found out later. So I ended up getting a condition called hyponatremia, which can manifest one or two ways. You can drink too much water, you don't have enough salt. So um, how it manifested for me was I didn't take in really any supplemental salt at all. Like, so when I got to the run, I actually couldn't hold down any water the first, you know, 12 miles or so. So I knew it was going to be a rough back half. So anyway, what happened was I ended up vomiting quite a bit. Um, I ended up actually passing out cold for like five minutes uh, in the weeds. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad that there weren't any volunteers around, but um, luckily there was nobody there to pull me out of the race. So I uh, kind of came to and kind of got up and tried to muster up a... What was that job? Was that scary? Did you know you passed out? You know, I didn't. Yeah, I kind of just kind of came to and I was like, well, what the heck happened? Yeah. And so I tried to jog a little bit and my heart rate went up to like 185 at like 10 miles. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. So I was trying to walk. <laughs> um, you know, and since I couldn't hold anything down with the nausea and all that, I just started trying what I could at aid stations, you know, things that I don't normally try, like pretzels, potato chips, stuff like that. So um, starting to put some of that down and starting to feel a little bit better. So then I was able to kind of get rid of the, um, the confusion and the lethargy that I was experiencing. Actually, I uh, started to be able to think again, and I was like, okay, well, obviously I have a soul deficiency. So I started taking that and then was able to muster around. So make a long story short, I blew like a 36-minute lead on um, fourth place 
finishing six. I'm missing Rona by one. So, so that's what Rona has is right now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So um, we decided to set up for Louisville, I think, the next day, which <laughs> that's a more uh, record for Rona, I think, to set up for another round. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now going into Louisville, you wanted to have a really good performance here. How was your training going into this race? Yeah, so I mean, we had just come up with um, our medical championships in France. And what did you think about the Yes, I did. I got a fiber on the training right. Yeah, luckily that was okay. More important than that, Mike was okay. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, there's uh, some crazy crackers out there in Europe, so. Um, yeah, kind of leading into that race, or coming from that race rather, um, I was starting to feel pretty run down, kind of overtrained, overraced. And I think we raced three or four half Ironmans this past year and then two fulls. So, um, yeah, and then on top of that, right, having, having more training than ever. So, um, yeah, going into Louisville, I was pretty overtrained, and that manifested with a uh, posterior tibial tendon uh, injury. My left leg. And so that basically sidelined my running for three weeks after France uh, as a run a step. Um, so going into the marathon in Louisville cold. Did you have no idea of anything in your confidence where the run was really not even existing? Exactly, yeah. I was really unsure um, of what that was going to look like just because I hadn't done any long runs since, you know, the, the half marathon in France. I wouldn't even consider a, a long run, right? I mean, I'm talking like 18 to 20 milers. I didn't really get any of that in. So, you can say for that, we just biked a lot and spent a lot. So, yeah, I was really unsure uh, from the run perspective what was going to happen. So, then I found out that the swim was canceled. <laughs> I was really, really kind of nervous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so. So, uh, we'll just go ahead and dive into the race itself here. Did you, yeah, I think you got down to Louisville Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're in the Ironman Louisville group on Facebook or not, but there's there were pictures of people already talking about the river being green and pictures of that. Yeah, so I didn't follow any of that. So, the, the first thing I heard that you were potentially going to cancel the swim was when like, they actually canceled it. So, I was like, oh, okay. Because we haven't gotten out of the water or anything like that to look. So, um, yeah, so I had no idea. Completely blindsided by that. So, but when you go down the water, what you think of it? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty dirty. It reminded me a lot of uh, Woodlands Lake in Texas. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty nasty. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, you know, well, there's just pulled this from me. That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, they canceled it. I mean, I saw some pictures where there was like just stuff sitting on top of the water because the algae was so thick. Yeah, yep. It was pretty bad. And then they got some rain, you know, the days leading up to it, which exacerbated the problem at worst. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was not, not a good look. And I was having to go to the and she's like, ah, I'd be okay if they just canceled this. <laughs> so, because yeah, there were some grumblings. So the city pulled the flag, which again I think is the right call, um, you know, from a safety perspective. Right. 
So, really, this race there really wasn't any expectations. We just want to go all in like the best as possible. Yeah. What was the thought process behind this? Did you not want to hit numbers or did you just want to kind of race within yourself? What was the idea? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, putting a lot of pressure on yourself to, to meet a performance goal. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for uh, potentially getting disappointed. So, really, the main goal was, you know, after what happened at, at Lake Placid, which, you know, again, it's my own fault, so I probably blame myself, but I just wanted to make sure that I wanted to showcase kind of where my training was at, um, all my hard work for the year, and I, feel, I felt like I could do that in Lake Placid, so really the, the theme of Louisville was just redemption, and, you know, for myself to just race to what I knew I was capable of racing. So, the weather, it was a little bit different than what it was in like classic, what were you going to do different as far as nutrition plan goes? Yeah, so with the with the differences in the weather, um, you know, obviously being much cooler. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Uh, 
got some calls for you to have beer and, and some bourbon, of course. Can't go to Kentucky and not drink bourbon. So, apparently. Uh, so, with this race, the check in here, you've been an RMA, you've been coming out. How was the athlete at LSU in comparison to all of this? Yeah, I thought it was pretty well set up. I ran a whole lot in there. So, I mean, having Ironman does a great job with the logistics of that. So, um, it was very, very straightforward. But you come through the village and they get to have you pass all the tents and stuff, right? To get, uh, <laughs> to get the merchandise dollars out of you, right? And then, um, you know, all the way at the back was where, um, where we could check in. So, yeah, I thought it was good. The volunteers that were really great. Um, a lot of them had volunteered several years prior. So, I mean, they have it down. It's running like a Swiss watch over there, so I was, I was very impressed. Nice. So, you took your bike in the day before. What was this process like? Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, it's always a little bit nerve wracking when you unpack your bike from flight. So, um, I was trying to make sure everything got dialed in. Um, yeah, so actually, the, uh, the set screws in my frame that hold the skewer for the rear wheel got bent. So, my disc ended up rubbing a little bit. So, Stopped at the tech test to have them um, set the distance for me and then tighten it down and then deal with it when we get home. So I got the spread away pretty, uh, pretty readily. Uh, and then, yeah, I just went down to the, uh, to the check in, dropped it off, pulled my batteries off, stuck my car in, and charged it up that evening. And yeah, pretty straightforward. Nice. Now, I know that was racing as well, so we got our handful racing together. Is this access to your day or pictures off of your plate being that she's also racing? What's that like? Yeah, I would say that it, um, it actually takes stress away. Um, really? So, yeah, so knowing that, you know, she's going to be out there too, and then a lot of times I'm just I'm more anxious and excited for her and how her race is going to go than, than mine. So, <laughs> um, so especially this one, for whatever reason, um, I know that she had some, some pretty good goals and and ambitions for herself, so I was really excited to see how that played out for her. So, I mean, yeah. it's been a great day. Yeah, there was a chance that she could have called you. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was trying to bump you out. Like, yeah. it's possible. Yeah, exactly. It would have been You know Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Man, so, kind of before the race, you're getting some good meals in. What did you just like? Yeah, so typically my, my pre-raised meals, um, you know, the day before is I like to start with either pancakes or French toast or something like that, you know, some of those really carb meds. I'm trying to get, you know, 50 to 60% of my carbohydrates for the day in before noon. So, um, so yeah, we went out for a, a French toast breakfast, uh, which was good. Um, sat down with a couple of my teammates and their family, and then Emma, obviously, and then one of my newborns were with us too, so. Yeah, it was great to just kind of relax and talk a little bit about the race and you know, kind of what we were expecting. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then, you know, went back, um, got some, uh, some eggs packed up, you know, to, to drop off. Uh, got, our, got our workouts in. Um, you know, we came back and had a bagel with, uh, with a banana, which is pretty standard, right? Carb dense. And then we started to take the carbs off um, again after noon. So, had a couple of snacks, um, trying to get some hydration in, you know, some, some coconut water. Um, and, yeah, we did, uh, we did our uh, bike and bag drop. We came back to the Airbnb for an early dinner, uh, about 5.30, trying to get all my calories in before 7. And then, yeah, just have a 
pretty standard dinner. My previous dinner was the same kind of for every race. Um, chicken, sweet potatoes, and some sort of uh, uh, non-fibrous green vegetable. Um, you know, your green beans or something some simple kind of salad or something like that. Yeah, and then we start the, uh, should be eating off after that. Try to get to bed early, right? Stay with the ceiling for a while. <laughs> so, what are some tips and some advice that you give other people who are going to do this race in the future? And make sure they do it before the race. Yeah, so I would say uh, definitely drive the, the bike course um, and take a look at the run course. Um, so, I felt this year it was a little bit of a different scenario. One with this one being canceled, and two, they changed the run course uh, to be a, a three loop, you know, similar to Texas, um, which actually. I really liked so definitely get out, see the course, um, kind of know what you're getting into. Um, knowing that the bike was uh, um, a lollipop, right? You got to stick in the two loops. Um, so knowing that, going out and seeing what the kind of what the road conditions are going to be like, and then knowing that going through that second loop is going to be pretty congested, and kind of making sure to, to stay safe. Um, so I think you know, definitely pre-spectating the course, going out and driving it. Looking at that run course definitely helps from a safety perspective, so I would definitely recommend this. Okay, so you uh, take a look at the bike course before the race day? Yeah, yeah, we went on trail day, yeah. So, I, just, uh, I really liked it actually. It's, it's a beautiful course. Um, I mean, you're in the, the horse country of Kentucky, it's awesome. I mean, really, I was pretty surprised actually. I didn't think it was going to be that pretty, but it was, uh, I mean, just gorgeous. Uh, road conditions were pretty good, not a lot of cracks, you know, a couple of potholes, and, um, some broken up asphalt, but it wasn't terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, just really looking at where was, you know, where were the congested spots going to be. So, there's a couple of, um, kind of back single lane roads, I guess, um, that had the potential to get pretty congested, um, that's the middle of, middle of the road. So, okay. I'm just kind of knowing where that was, and so you weren't surprised that race day. So, uh, whatever you think about giving up race morning, how is your race day morning ritual like? What are you taking with you to the race team? Yeah, so, yeah, standard practice on uh, race days. Uh, we've done it several times now, so it's, yeah. It's kind of the size by now. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, for sort of business, right, just get up and, and try to force feed yourself a little bit. Um, so, typical breakfast is um, either an all panel or instant grits, kind of depending, we'll switch between the two. And then um, typically try to get in a half or a full bagel as well, um, targeting right around that 700 calorie mark. 700 calories? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Try to get 700 down, um, which again is very carbohydrate dense. Um, and then, you know, give yourself about three hours to digest that. So basically, you know, kind of the motto I go by is you want to start the race uh, empty but full. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, if you're full, you're full of energy, but your stomach's empty, right? And so, yeah, you know, that... Um, and hopefully the rest of us is empty as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely avoid fighting for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's typically what we do, and then... Uh, it's really awesome when you have his parents uh, come with us. So, you know, typically pack morning clothes big. Um, we'll just throw a backpack on and then the 
uh, for these tigers. So one thing that worked out was every five cycles they produce a male and female um, based on their number. So um, I was just trying to concentrate on, you know, thinking about my race, what I was going to start to execute on, you know, if I was going to make some moves when, before I put us up to the start line, I was going to call my names. Let's see how I was going to around. Began and I looked over to my right and actually started the race with Emma. <laughs> so she was like uh, in the 300s in terms of her number, I was in the 200s. So I figured I wouldn't see her until the end of the day. Um, but based on how it works, you know, there's not as many female athletes as there are male athletes. So um, yeah, it just so happened that the, the time I already felt we literally started the race together. So, you get started on the bike. How does the first mile look like I go? And what's the temperature on at this point in time? Oh, God, it was freezing. Um, it was 39 degrees when we started the bike. So, I think for the first 45 miles or so, I couldn't feel my hands. So, you did wear gloves? I did. You did wear gloves. And an arm warmer did. it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marshall all day, and I 
did see one draft pack. It wasn't huge by any means. Um, I think it was maybe maybe six to eight guys um, that were working on their equipment working together. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really all I saw. Um, the congestion on the first loop was basically non-existent. Um, I rode the first probably 10 miles relatively aggressively. Still within my, my power range, but um, definitely at the higher end and just trying to, to pass as many people early on as they could because I felt like it was going to be really congestive. Um, you know, trying to keep your head up, paying attention quite a bit. So as soon as I started the second loop, that's, that's exactly what happened. It got extremely congested. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of cars were kind of careless. Um, there wasn't a ton of, yeah, there wasn't a ton of vehicle traffic, but the, the one of the vehicle traffic that I did experience, they were uh, very aggressive and not, not responsive to, to the fact that there's light breaks going on. So uh, that was a little bit concerning. Uh, but other than that, you know, no, no near misses or anything like that. So um, thankfully, I didn't see any crashes or anything like that. So um, for the most part, I think people were, were keeping safety in their minds. So that's good. That's good. Um, so what did you get past the 45-mile mark? You know, he's going to maybe get that little bit warmed up. How is your mindset at this point? You've been on the bike for about two and a half, almost three hours at this point of year. Getting close to the halfway point of how to pass it. What's the mindset like? Yeah, definitely trying to get settled in. Um, you know, let the, let the feeling come back in your fingers. You know, uh, keep hydrating uh, and taking any nutrition as much as possible. So, I mean, that's one thing about, you know, doing multiple Ironmans kind of learn when the race really starts, uh, when you, you kind of settle in and you're not getting too anxious. So yeah, right around the halfway, halfway to probably 60% of the way through the bike is when I kind of settle in and, and get ready for the race to actually start. You know, because in the first 60 miles or so, you're just trying to, well, in this race, keep warm and <laughs> keep moving forward and not get too excited, right, because the energy's high and you're tapered, you know, you're ready to go. So it's, it's trying to rein that in. And so after about 50, 60 miles, you start to think, okay, now that's really settling those powers and, you know, and keep that under control. Because um, like I said, that's kind of where the race starts. And at that point is when I started probably passing several of the, the guys that were in front of me. Um, I would start the race and, and overbite a little bit on the, on the first loop. So um, that was kind of good to see that I was executing my race and I know that I was doing the things that I was supposed to be doing. Okay. Uh, as far as your nutrition plan, you're failing that. We probably talked about that. Uh, the A stations, uh, they're pretty good here. What about tips for people that are doing a race in this type of weather in the future? What's the advice you give them? Yeah, definitely. You know, I come prepared with, um, you know, for any sort of weather. I mean, yeah, Kentucky's considered south, but obviously you know, come on race day it's 39 in the morning, so um, definitely come prepared, even if, you know, even if you don't need it, right? So with the weather ahead of time, but just in case, bring, you know, bring clothes and, and sleeping apparel for, for kind of any weather um, for this particular race. Because, um, I mean, I wish I would have brought maybe, maybe some warmer gloves, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely just, just come prepared. Do your research beforehand and kind of know what you're getting into. 
Now, I know there's quite a bit of elevation gain thinking about our feet here. Moving on to the Cassidy jeans. I used an 1125. Um, I feel like you had my gears. Yeah. 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 I think that was the right call. So, um, the difference between, you know, Louisville's 5500 and Lake Placid's 8000 are, you know, Louisville's more rolling, um, which you don't have to work as hard if, if you're smart about how you descend. So, I felt like the 1125 was enough. It's only one, I think, one hill. I felt like I was actually working pretty hard. Um, but luckily, you know, my coach kind of prepared me for that with our with some of our training. Um, doing some really hard uh, super threshold intervals within a big Ironman block, right? So I'll push Ironman blocks for an hour and 75 minutes straight. And then I'll do like five minute punchy efforts of you know, super threshold 330 watts for five minutes. And just hang on, basically. So that prepared me pretty well for that. Okay. Um, mentally, what are you doing okay at the mile 80 and 90, where you're, you've been on a bike for about four hours, but you still have a little bit left, almost an hour left. But what is your mindset there? Are you doing okay there? Yeah, definitely. So this was the first race where I didn't experience that. Hey, I need to get off the bike. <laughs> I didn't experience that until probably about mile 108 or so which was far later than normal, which just let me completely you know, my nutrition right. I was taking in the right amount of carbs. Um, typically, um, I got some advice from, from a good friend. It's like, yeah, when you're in a race and you start to experience some, some negative thoughts and some anger, um, chances are you just need more carbs. <laughs> so, so I just let me completely know I was getting my nutrition right. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of wants to get off the bike. I don't care how good shape you're in. After four or five hours on the bike, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm, ready to, I'm ready to run, do some different muscles here. So, um, so yeah, I mean, in mile 80, I was still feeling really good. I was passing people, so it was motivating. Passing guys laid on the stick, which was, uh, which was nice. Yeah, good, good motivation. But are you also motivated because you just watched the corner the day before? Yeah, definitely. You know, my friend's there, and it's like, oh, man, I wish I was there, but oh, you have to just get there, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, you get ready off the bike here. Did you have an idea of how well you executed the bike as far as where your goal power was and what you actually did? Yeah, so on my Garmin computer, I have uh, 10 second power, 30 second power, and then overall average. Um, so I can kind of see that running average to see where, where I'm at and see what my splits were and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so we have to get the bike. I mean, I was right at 239 watts overall. So, and that was perfect. Yeah, right where, I, right where I wanted to be, given that there was no swim. Wow. So you get off the bike, you hang off your bike, you're on MT2 for less than three minutes. Um, I think that's very good considering how long this walk from the Ismail line all the way to the bike rack or the handoff point. Because yeah, it's a long walk, just the handoff point of your bike. And then you have to go all the way down to your bag, go right on you, and then go out and go all the way back around transition to the chip time. So the run through the summer. Like three minutes, that's awesome. So you yeah. have a change here. So I have my socks on and um, Already just had to pop off the shoes, obviously, throw my, my quick lace running shoes, grab my hat, and 
know, there's, a, there's something that I read that, you know, I'm sure everybody else has too, right? It's a pain temporary. And, you know, knowing that you failed, that's going to last a lot longer. And so, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, because, you know, it's the last race of the season, you know, it's yourself to just let it all out there. So, just what you can tell yourself, right? For doing this to, to let it rip. It's the last go. Just everything you have, you know, if it's, if it's good enough on the way, it'll be good enough. But, you know, I'll be able to go home and, and go to bed that night knowing that I could not have given it any more. So, that's what I just tried to keep in my, in my mind. That, yeah, your foot hurts now, but yeah, if you totally stand big and start walking, that's going to hurt a lot worse for a lot longer. <laughs> So, uh, tell me about the, the, the feeling that you get whenever you pass the sign that says two finish versus two first and second loop. What was the bell like? <laughs> I tried to look away. And uh, the loops just like bumps their tail kind of slightly. That's just all it is because it's another, another couple of laps. So, um, I'll just end up listening at it out for races this year, which I think helped with confusion. Um, so, yeah, if it gives you that, First loop, yellow second, and then red third, I think. Um, so that kind of helped, you know, knowing after each lap, looking down and seeing that little, little crisp in it, it's like, okay, I have two left, you know, I have one left. Just trying to take it, you know, one mile at a time. Finally, when you get to the finish line, where it says to the finish, uh, it's kind of a good feeling because one of the volunteers was basically blocking that, um, which was kind of refreshing to know that not many people have already passed that, so, <laughs> so it's good to let excuse me, I finished, he's like, oh, great, but, um, so yeah, just trying to, to not think about it, I think was the, was the key, um, just take it, take it one lap at a time, and even, even more simply than that, take it one mile at a time, so, so last year I was at our Louisville, working the finish line as a volunteer, and it's electric. Like, this solar street live is electric. Like, how would you describe the finish line here? Uh, definitely unique. Nothing, nothing I've seen, like, nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, just kind of where it is. If you want to measure, right, it's got the, the arch, it's got the, it's got all the car drive, cafe, you know, guitar in there, lit up in neon. I mean, it was just really great. And obviously, all the, all the bars, all the outdoor seating right there, so Trout support was, was incredible. Um, yeah, I think that would be, I would say, probably top three finish lines of a, of a non world championship race for sure. So he had an age in eight hours, 13 minutes, and 44 seconds with a 313 marathon. If you get done, what will you do next? I'm sure you got to get off your feet, change shoes, by the way. What's all this fun? Yeah, I mean, I sat down with the I had a lot of options for this. Finish, you know, a marathon running, whatever 720 pace or whatever it was. And you finish and start walking, and then you sit down. It's amazing. Like, you become like a 90 year old chip replacement. Recipient very quickly. And you can't even like shuffle. So, um, yeah, so I sat down, um, kind of gathered my thoughts, and kind of looked my father off for that. Exactly, yeah. So I was just 
teammates who finished uh, right around the same time I did. So we went and got some poachers food, and uh, I wandered back to the finish line because I knew that one would be coming through in an hour or so. So I um, came back and just kind of hung out in the finisher shoot and watched everybody um, finish look on everyone's face and so obviously uplifting and that's super rewarding to see that too you know people realizing in your name that's pretty great um and then yeah before I knew it I think that was going through and you can see her finish and she had her finishing sixth in her age group which is amazing yeah exactly yep and so um she's just doing race on race improvement this year so I'm really excited for her next year she's she's right there so that was really awesome to see her finish and Redemption from, from that class, too. So, um, yeah, so then after that, I was like, okay, somebody had me their phone. I gotta take a look at see where I'm at. So, I waited like, you know, two, three hours to, to check for the first time. Um, and I was hoping for, you know, top three. And I was like, okay, I'm like fourth, fifth, okay, and then everything kind of settled. And I'm like, all right, I'm in the sixth. I'm like, well, it'll probably be, you know, three or four slots, but. Everyone's getting taken. Um, but that's something I like to discourage you from going to the award ceremony. Well, right, exactly. Yeah, you got it, right? You got to like, you're up there, so you got to go. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get your slot here. Did you get her slot? No, she didn't. Unfortunately, she must have too. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, right there. So now she has to qualify out before, but before my class begin next year. Exactly. Yeah, so she'll be skewing. Pretty sure she's like, well, I'm not going to race it in there until the fall. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah most of it. Once we get a lot of laughs, get two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the way you're just the next day. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit about the award ceremony. What was this process like? You get there, you're in sixth place, you're on the podium, but yet, You look at the piece of paper, there's four slots. Uh, did you know that if you had slots at the time, what's this like? I knew the one did. Um, you know, Eric Engel obviously had just come off of uh, our in Wisconsin where he secured a spot or I think it's a second overall in Wisconsin. Um, and so he basically was going to the blue to, to try for, for the overall win. So I knew he already had one. And then actually the other, the other guy who I thought had a slot but he didn't. Actually, it's a mine. Um, he wanted to just race an Ironman this year, but he couldn't. He can't race going to next year. He's got like, family obligations. He can pass on the slot. And he's actually going to finish in fifth. So he finished yeah, right before me, basically. And he was like, well, I can't race going to next year, so I'm going to pass. So I was sure that was when you realized, all right, I got the slot. Is that what they need Yep, yeah, exactly. Yep. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, that is. You know, that's freaking awesome. Like, I'm kind of sorry you can't race, but I'm glad you can't race. Because <laughs> now I can. So, with Emma right there, what you know, did that conversation happen? Yeah, yep, yep. So, yeah, she was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. You know, he's, uh, he's a great guy, obviously, very humble. Um, and he's, he's got like a marathon pedigree. I mean, he had a quote unquote off day and ran like 257 or something like that. <laughs> I wish I could run a 257 on a But yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah, we found that out. And it was, I mean, obviously changed the entire mood and the atmosphere, right? So, um, so it made the pain more vivid, and you get 
to raise your hands, Danny. I'll take that spot. Exactly. What was this one? Yeah. I mean, this is the second time I've been second time taking this spot. Yep, exactly. Yep, second time with that one. Yeah, so that was awesome. I mean, you call your name, right? You raise your hand, and let's keep playing all that stuff. Yeah, so it was good to just actually feel like redeemed. I mean, I feel redeemed anyway. I thought they called us a lot. I feel like, yep, my call hang out. Some sort of stupidity thing. Trust me, take a nap. It needs for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I gave it to you. I'm also, I mean, I already had the feeling of redemption. Uh, when I found out the time I got the spot, it, was like, it just was like the, the cherry on top. Wow. So, pretty much enjoying the off season now. Yeah, all that. Uh, before you digress on all that, what was the price of Conan for next year? Oh, God, $400. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, they seem it's like about 50, but after the fees and taxes and all that stuff, right? It's, yeah, it ends up being like about 75 or something like that. Gosh. Yeah. But now you better start again locking. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I didn't slice. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. I know people can follow you on social media. You have an Instagram account. With, uh, yes, sir. Your name is Joe Adrian's. And uh, your lovely wife has Emma Adrian's on there as well. Yeah. Um, so, I've already had you on the show a few times, but just to see if anything's changed here, what's your definition of a perfect race? I think it's actually a perfect race. Knowing that you went out there on race day and gave everything you had, and furthermore, you had fun doing it. You had fun. Going through the pain on the run this time? Yep, I did actually. You even though hurt, and it was excruciating. It was, uh, you know, I tried to, to tell people, you know, you really have to take a step back outside yourself and look at what you're capable of doing and what you're to do. So, um, and it's, you know, you left everything out there, you, you know, you, you just celebrate the year capable of pretty amazing things. So, um, just don't take that for granted, right? So, when you went out there and you gave it everything you had, that is what makes, what makes it perfect, right? Regardless, regardless of the outcome. Well, Joe, I've enjoyed this, and I look forward to following you next year. Hope you get a job next year for sure. Hope nothing happens. Yeah. And I look forward to following you now. Yeah, that was great. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were able to learn something from today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see pictures from this athlete's race, learn more about who I am, what I'm doing, or be on the show yourself to share your story, check out my website at CoachTerryWilson.com. Until next time, continue the pursuit. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.